Hello, hi there. Welcome to my podcast, Anonymous FM. I'm your host, Arisa, a freelance full-stack developer and the creator of Lilac. And today we have a special guest, Stu West from Amazing Labs. Thanks for coming, Stu. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. And Stu and um, I had a chance to give it, um, give talks in GatsbyConf. Um, it was just a few weeks ago, right? And yes, yeah. yeah, and I watched your talk. It was really amazing. And the contents you talked was so interesting. So I wanted to really dig into, um, ask more questions. Then um, it's better for everyone to hear what we, <laughs> what we talked also and how yeah. his talk was really interested in. So I hope we can fit into an hour. <laughs> so I'd yeah. like to start to ask you, um, so can you introduce yourself? Sure, yeah. So um, my name's Stu West. I live in Cape Town in South Africa. I'm a web developer with Amazing Labs and a team lead um, for a team that builds extensions or new features on our client sites. So it's kind of part of our maintenance side. And then we look at any new features the client wants, like maybe adding a blog or something nice and new, then we'll have a look at that. Um, there are other teams that do general security checks um, and updates to like things like Drupal and, and NPM packages. And then there's another team that does brand new sites. So yeah, it's a few things. And uh, I like to surf when I can in Cape Town when the weather's good. And uh, I'm married to Wendy after 15 years, still going strong. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks. Thank you. That's really um, amazing information to know. And also you have a lot of talents, um, I guess. <laughs> How, how did you come across to discover, um, you know, all your talents in music also? Um, you didn't say, but you also um, sing in the um, uh, back chorus or something, right? I remember, um, if, I, if I'm correct, right? Yes, yes. So mm-hmm. I, I play in a cover band. So we sing oh, yeah, songs from band. the 60s. Yeah, from the 60s till now. And I sing backup and sometimes I sing the song, I, I lead the song. Uh, when it suits me and um, play guitar, electric guitar and acoustic. I've dabbled with a bit of drums and bass, but I, I'm better on on the acoustic and electric guitar. And I, I was brought up um, listening to music. My dad was in a band and my room used to be near the, the practice garage band. So I always used to listen and sometimes go down and, and sit with the band and play along with them or listen to them playing. So music's a big part of my life. And uh, yeah, so... I think I've picked up things from my dad as well, like surfing and sailing. And um, yeah, we used to do a lot of activities together. Ah, so your dad was a huge influence to you, right? Yes, nice. definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also um, looked up um, when I was a little, like what my parents were like into or doing their hobbies. But um, my parents, both of them were super busy, so <laughs> they didn't have much of the <laughs> hobbies. It's so typical Japanese um, parents. But <laughs> I also yeah. picked up a bit of music from um, my mom and my dad a bit also. So, yeah, so I also play piano, saxophone, a little bit of acoustic guitar, <laughs> but not Very as much cool. as you are. But <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. so. <laughs> It was really interesting to hear. So, and also, I wanted to know, like, um, how did you figure um, 
you know, um, how did you figure it out that um, it's so interesting to, you know, do the martial arts? Because you told me you also do the Kung Fu, right? Yes. Yeah, I had a friend who started doing Kung Fu. She was looking for something different to do and some exercise and she invited me along and I, I got hooked, <laughs> really enjoyed it. I, I only did it for a year. I did Wing Chun and uh, I think Seven Star Mantis style, uh, but I enjoyed Wing Chun the most. Um, and I think mainly because of during the exercises that we would do with each other, you'd learn to, um, you, you're often uh, very close contact with your hands and your arms and you feel when the opponent is going to move or hit or strike and then you you use their force to move um, with them and maybe uh, in a sense use it against them or move so that their strike doesn't hit you as hard so you learn to to feel um, what's going to ha- about to happen and uh, I was saying it uh, in our just a, in our document before just that um, uh, that really helps when you're leading teams as well because you start to understand like an em- empathy you 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 start to you can read your your team well and see how they're feeling without them necessarily even speaking and even in band context that's really great too playing music because you can you, you learn to listen to each other and um and then play off each other so it's it all kind of interlinks it's a great uh, it's a nice way to think about it nice yeah i really understand that um how you think the you know doing kung fu is you know going to be a little bit benefit from um what you learned while you were like practicing and learning the theory i also uh, i i guess there's also a theory of it right Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, because um, I also do uh, Japanese martial arts Aikido. So um, Aikido um, has a lot of theory and it also um, includes a little bit of practice of, um, you know, looking at your mind and how how you feel and what you um, are going to, um, you know, act also. But there is no um, an anticipating part of it. So um, it's more like we're reading from the atmosphere, but not anticipating um, much, I guess, as, as, not as much as the Kung Fu is. But so um, in, my, in my opinion, I, um, I, I, I only know Aikido, but Aikido doesn't have, you know, games to fight each other. <laughs> so there is no um, <laughs> Olympic games, Aikido stuff like this. Um, from the theory, um, that, that's the uh, theory from the creator. But um, does Kung Fu has, um, you know, ha- have games to fight? Um, if so, how, how is it um, in your experience, if you have? Yes, so I was only a, a single sash, a red sash, and you get stripes as you improve. So we would do very basic, not really sparring, but we would do certain moves together and learn movements together. And at higher levels, then you actually uh, have games to practice like um, kind of real world situations if maybe you were walking in a street and three people tried to attack you. Uh, it kind of teaches you uh, where to to move and attack first or or run away first if you can. <laughs> Basic self-defense. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, you don't want to fight, um, and but if you need to, then you have to read the situation well. And so they try and teach you um, different things you can do um, with somebody actually uh, maybe throwing a punch at you so you can feel what it might feel like um so it goes beyond just the theory practice it was more i think the the sifu the, the teacher was trying to show that um he he preferred to demonstrate than to tell you 
what to do. So you learn more by doing than I, I was wanting to think, uh, like think it through. Okay, what if I do this? Then I step there and I do that. He says, no, no, you must just feel it and react and learn how to understand what, uh, like more through the movements and sense um, in this, where the energy or the power was going to go in in the movements of the other of the opponent. So. <laughs> uh, Mm -hmm. I always wanted to say, stop, stop, no, talk me through this. <laughs> and then you would throw me over. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was all gentle, it's nothing funny, hard, yeah. nothing hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's not like a, um, I, I'm, I'm not a professional level of the playing chess, but it's not, it's not like chess, right? More, more like you, you need to feel and anticipate what the, um, your opponents are going to act. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some things you can say, oh, they're coming around that way, so I should probably move this way um, and see where they're going. So it's, there are some theory parts where you learn movements, um, uh, like uh, there's silum uh, tau or these words that could have mean things like uh, many kicks or thousand punches. Or So you learn ah, different okay. movements and then you string mm -hmm. them together in an exercise mm -hmm. chain. Um, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> this is fascinating. Yeah. Great time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, I really can talk about the martial arts forever, but <laughs> if so, then we're going to exceed definitely more than an hour. So <laughs> I, I, I sure. really um, want to um, move on to the next questions. So yes. um, I have this question. How, how long are you working as a developer and um, how did you start um, your job in Amazing Labs? Yeah, so um, at Amazie, I've been there just over five years, um, coming on to six years. And um, we, we were doing a lot of Drupal uh, then, and I was involved in the Drupal community in Cape Town, which is a, a Drupal CMS, a PHP uh, content management system. And through the community, I found out about, um, I met the founders of Amazie who had moved to Cape Town with their children. They're from Switzerland originally. And... Um, I met them and I got to know them and I had, I was freelancing and kind of being a founder at another startup. And we felt, felt it was time that after three years at the startup that it wasn't going too well. And they said, <laughs> yeah, and when I got, yeah, <laughs> when I met uh, Greg and Dania, who started Amazie Labs, uh, there was an open position and I, I decided to move uh, to, to open the branch with them here with um, another uh, one or two people. And we, we started a branch in Cape Town, um, but linked to the Swiss and Tex, Texas branch. And yeah, we were doing a lot of Drupal. And recently, well, not recently, a few years back, a lot of uh, decoupled sites with Drupal and uh, React and now Drupal and Gatsby. Um, some just plain static Gatsby sites and others linked to yeah, different backends. So yeah, it was a great time. I've learned a lot um, and the team is amazing. Um, I'm always learning every day. Ah, so yeah. I didn't know the part that you were doing freelancing before um, joining to Amazing Labs. Um, yeah. Yeah, because uh, um, it was interesting for me because I also do a um, freelance job, but at the same time, I, I also try, um, not try, I'm running my own um, service called Lilac to provide yeah. hands-on, um, you know, courses for students to learn the programming with tutoring. So that was really interesting to hear. And also when I took, at the, um, took a look at the website of the Amazing Labs, I, I was surprised because I was like, oh, there is the German language, you know, um, as the setting. Yeah. So 
um, as a person living in Germany, I was like, okay, um, I, I know um, quite a lot of people speak, speak German, but it's not like, a, you know, the option that you often see outside of the Germany. So I was um, wondering, yeah. but I, I saw, I saw the, um, there is a branch in um, Switzerland also, right? Yeah. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we yeah, have so- a large clientele. In mm-hmm. Europe, so mm-hmm. variety of languages. Often, <laughs> a lot of our clients have multiple six or seven languages on their sites as well. So mm-hmm. we do a lot of that with Drupal. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so um, I have another question also related with this. And how is it like a, um, you know, a day to you know um, work routine of a um, senior developer and team lead in Amazing Labs? Yeah. So. Um, we normally start the day with a stand-up and we kind of use a, a, a scrum ban, Kanban methodology in our work with, and we use Jira. So in a sense, it's it's just connecting in the morning. Um, we, we're in a lot of different time zones. So depending on daylight savings and people between America and New Zealand and Australia, we have to figure out how to do it. So sometimes we will have two morning and afternoon stand-ups, but the general sort of rituals of scrum band is just uh, how you're doing anything that's blocking you do you need help and uh, what you are busy with at the moment things like that um, in the morning and then uh, sometimes I will do a sync with my team members like just checking in with them personally and see how they're doing and then getting into the work for the day so my, my mornings are more sort of meetings and a little bit of um, maybe urgent work um, and then after lunch, um, I'll probably do a little bit more larger feature development into the afternoon. Um, we often, we do a lot together on Zoom and we like to stay connected and encourage each other. And sometimes we'll even do a, a little a fun quiz night or something like that on Zoom to make oh, sure really? the whole company is nice. yeah, disconnected. <laughs> just because of now working so remote nowadays, um, just to have a little bit of more interaction is great. Uh, we, not too much because that can be... Uh, hard with uh, keeping the momentum of work going but just enough to to feel uh, like we're connecting to each other so yeah um stand-ups and then yeah just working through tickets and and planning and preparing ahead for maybe estimating new work um chatting to clients we have a very um transparent um sort of on slack we we use as our communication and our clients are in the channels and we chat to them directly so that we can have very fast um, and agile uh, work methods so yeah it's it's great i really enjoy it <laughs> yeah nice and um one thing i figured out that's quite um coincident or interesting thing is that i also um work a bit of similar kind of you know a day routine from what you told me in the morning maybe because of the time zone we we are right now is quite similar right I, i'm at yeah. the gmt plus one right now yeah, yes you're also uh yeah not that much difference yeah so in my case yeah. the morning is mostly the meetings with my clients and after the lunch is the more um development thing related yeah, yeah so yeah. but um just um one question pop it pop it into my mind was like um do you use some kind of a tools or services to you know organize with these several different time zones because um in my case i only use like a calendly to figure organize the you know the meeting time but do you use something well um if it's just calendar we, we use the gmail sort of suite for just for calendars with you can see multiple time zones 
And then in Slack, there's something called space time, I think. So when you type your oh, yeah, time right. zone in, mm-hmm. it puts in brackets what your what it actually is for other people that you whom you might be inviting. Um, but we've got some sort of little, not rules, but suggestions on how to communicate on Slack. And if you are inviting somebody to 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 a meeting, always think about you know what their time zone is. Um, and we 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 can see each other's calendars on on Google, so we can see when the best time would fit for them and what their working hours are. Um, some of the team like to work late at night, <laughs> which I struggle to do. <laughs> owls, um, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm also an owl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, just trying to figure that out. I think the hardest was somebody working in New Zealand because they were 11 or 12 hours ahead, and they tended oh. to work late at night. So that worked. Their late evening mm-hmm. was our early morning, and we try and make the meetings with them just at the right time. Yeah, yeah. meeting time is quite important. And also, <laughs> it, 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 it also um, is important to have like somewhere around like a, the time you're you're awake, <laughs> not in the yes. middle of the night, like 2 a.m. or something like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, okay. Well, um, thanks for your answer. And the um, next question I have is that, um, how did you, um, you know, um, for, for, for the listeners, I, I, I want to give, give them a little bit of um, pre-information. Um, so we both had a chance to give our talks in the Get Speak Off 2021. And um, I wanted to ask, how did you um, find the chance to speak in Get Speak Off? Yeah, so I first heard about it um, through actually we have a little Slack events channel and we, we the company likes to uh, sort of encourage the developers and people, project managers, anyone to speak at conferences. And so I saw, I saw it and uh, uh, one of the developers said, hey, do you, do you want to chat about one of your previous projects? So I was like, sure, you know, I'll, I'll fill in the, uh, you know, the request for a proposal to speak on a certain topic yeah. and when they got back to me, I was like, no ways, they accepted my talk. I was so surprised. I was like, this surprised. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so it was really great. And it was such a nice uh, experience. And the team at Gatsby were, were amazing. So, uh, yeah, it was a very good uh, conference. And I learned a lot from it. Nice. In fact, I, I learned so much mm-hmm. even just preparing my talk, sort of going yeah. back and looking <laughs> at how I did it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And uh, that's interesting to hear. So um, if, if I understood correct, so there, there there was like a group, you know, like that you were in and then somebody just shared with you, right? The Get Speak On. That's right. Yes. And then oh, I, okay. I also went to Twitter and I saw on Twitter mm-hmm. that there was a call for, for speaking and then right. had a look further at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. For me, it also was like a huge surprise when they responded to me and the response was so fast. So I it think was. it was like a right next day after like wow. I submit this, I was like, whoa, this fast. And yeah, the things were really great. Uh, like, like you also said that you, you had a lot of things to learn to, you know, um, recapping um, again your project. I also had learned a lot of things recapping my um, project in there. So it was really nice. <laughs> yeah, yours was a great talk. I enjoyed it. Thanks. For that. <laughs> Thank you. So um, in your presentation, um, I want to talk about the, your presentation. So um, I really really like the part of you know the Gatsby in South Africa <laughs> that's my yes. favorite in your talk and I, che- <laughs> I checked it I check it out um, on YouTube you know and then I like <laughs> how it looks and uh, how it tastes was like so amazing it, it made me be hungry <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> yeah yeah 
And then、um, which flavor、um, is your favorite? Wow. Yeah, there's so many things you can add on to it. So, probably the steak, but with the, with the fries, the big fries and the steak. And they, they kind of use a little curry, like a spicy curry on it as well. So, that's、oh, so. Um, mm-hmm. it's also really good. I mean, it's、nice. so hard to choose the chicken curry or the steak. <laughs> that's my, yeah, one of the two of them are my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> If I have a chance to go to the South Africa, then definitely I should try the Gatsby <laughs> from South Africa. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't eat before because it's so massive. You would have to、oh. share it or eat it over a few days. Oh, yeah, right. The YouTube video I, I, I checked was like a, um, um, it was recorded by a couple, so two people eating one Gatsby, one huge Gatsby.、Yes. So one of them had half each, but then、uh, the size they were shoot, shooting the video didn't look like a half size. It, it was bigger than the, some, some, somebody's face. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what they are. <laughs> Yeah, I need to bring extra two people minimum, maybe then. <laughs> yes, can feed a whole lot of people. Yeah, right. So, back, backing into your presentation, and I saw、um, you use a lot of you know, nice Gatsby's plugins, and in your、um, super fast you know, search in Blue Value project,、um, did you try,、um, you know, th- there were like two very similar plugins. So, did you try out um, both um, plugins named Gatsby Source Google Sheets and Gatsby Source Google Spreadsheet?、Um, yeah, in the beginning, I used, just used the Gatsby Source Google Sheets plugin. And then more recently, with Google Drive's API upgrading to version 4. That plugin, the Google Sheets one, wasn't supporting version 4 or API v4.、Oh, so then、okay. I looked at the Gatsby Source Google spreadsheet, and that's what I actually figured out just before the talk that、oh. I should have used. So I, I quickly edited my talk and put、mm-hmm. that one in. That one、nice. now supports the latest API. So we've changed now over to that one.、Um, and it kind of actually links to what you meant,、uh, mentioned later about how do you、um, maintain and Uh, all the plugins, and I, I wouldn't have known about it if I hadn't actually <laughs> gone back to take a look.、Um, but we do run、um, some sort of security checks on all our plugins、um, on all our websites through our hosting provider,、um, Amazee.io And that allows us to see when things are out of date and when you need a new security、um, update. And things like running npm audit will tell you if there are any vulnerabilities or needs to upgrade. So,、um, Luckily, I, I, I saw the message from, from a Google、uh, team saying that we need to update for in June <laughs> this year.、Oh, so I caught, it just,、okay. in time. <laughs> yeah. oh, I caught it just in time.、Nice. So, yeah. yeah. I, I,、mm-hmm. I went onto GitHub、um, as well, onto the, the first one I mentioned, the Gatsby Source Google Sheets plugin. And on, the, on GitHub, I said、um, we need to get, in,、uh, get a new update for the new API into this one as well, so that anybody else using it. Will get the latest and nothing will break. So it is quite tricky when there's so many to、um, keep maintaining and, and keep a track of、um, yeah, each, each、um, package. Yeah, right. Keep maintaining the you know, the most updated versions are really like one of the biggest work we need to do, right? <laughs> That was one of the you know,、um, main topics I also wanted to ask you later, but you already answered my question. And yeah, I, I realized you also used a lot of the you know, non Gatsby's plugin 
as well. So I'm not much like, you know, um, I, I'm always like um, thinking deeply um, before you using it, those plugins, because in my case, I mostly develop with a very small scale numbers of the team or solo. So um, my decision will, you know, sometimes will, will cause like a, another disaster or like not. So <laughs> I had to be sometimes very careful <laughs> to choose the plugins, but um, yeah, from your presentation, actually it, you know, um, brought me a um, new ideas of like, oh, okay, so I don't have to be much of too conservative as long as um, I can maintain and know the way to maintain. So that was really good. And how did you discover like all the others uh, um, you know, plugins like RC um, paginations or React Select. React Select looked really great, by the way. Yeah, that is a great package and it. it gives you so many options and it's also got great documentation. Yeah, so over the last sort of one or two years with the React projects we've been doing, um, we, the team will often suggest um, sort of nice libraries to add on um, like React Select or RC pagination. Um, that the, the pagination one was a bit of trial and error because we were using TypeScript inside Gatsby and the normal, um, some of the other pagination uh, packages didn't work well with it. So um, we had to sort of look around for that one. Um, but other things like Formic we had used before, which has a nice API as well, and React um, for web forms, uh, like sending emails and things like that. Um, and it helps you, it gives you very nice um, uh, or documentation as well on how to do it rather than maybe writing your, your own one i think there's a react there is a react form um library but formic just seemed to have it all nicely and smoothly laid out yeah it's quite um, a popular one i also use it yes mm -hmm. yeah so it's, it's mainly just asking the team and maybe people in the community what they think is best and they've had good experiences with we also look at is it maintained and when were the last updates is it active um, how many sites are using it um, and then we'll kind of choose well-supported uh, packages yeah right uh, actually it was really nice information to hear in the end of your answer because you know like I said mostly I develop solo or a very small scale um, you know numbers of the team so um, sometimes I, I need to ask around people like am I doing it in the right direction or am I in the off rail <laughs> so but mostly um, that's the things I also uh, very like you know um, take a look closer um, on whether these you know, plugins or packages or updated. When was the last day they um, push or like, you know, the what's the latest version um, or like even sometimes um, who is the author, <laughs> you know, yeah. who, who, who made these um, plugins or packages. So that's yes. quite interesting to hear. Yeah. yeah. So um, actually that's, that's all the questions what I got um, for now, but um, for sure, I know that there might be like some of the questions um, uh, maybe in my mind will come up <laughs> in a maybe sure. few, few days later or so. So I really enjoy talking with you today. And if there is some, some like, you know, like chance in the future, um, yeah, I'd like to ask you to come and join me again <laughs> as in a guest. Yeah, that would be great. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Thank you so much. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. So, um, all right. So the anonymous FM listeners. So we'll see you next in the next episode.